Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. We'll check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. It is Mental Health Monday. We are continuing our conversation in the book Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration by Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. And this week we're digging into the chapter on the body of Christ. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. This is going to be so fun. I'm excited about this conversation. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> do we get to talk about awkwardness again? Yes. We're really good at that. Do. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we're, one day. we're all about awkward. Did you say it's my spiritual gift? I did. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use that. I like going to embrace that. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're in the, the body of Christ chapter in uh, finding hope from brokenness to restoration. Um, what? Uh, let's, let's start with the definition. What is the definition of the body of Christ? And as usual, we probably have multiple definitions, right? We do. This one especially. You know, you, I think the problem in this conversation that we have to throw out there, or let's just say it's not a problem, the awkwardness of this conversation is <laughs> that the body of Christ is all the things that we have previously discussed. <laughs> <laughs> rolled into one giant ball. Um, and so I think we are tempted to oversimplify the body of Christ at times. Like, oh, it's a family of God, which is true. It's also the friendships of God. Oh, it's also um, our childhood experiences meeting our adult selves and all the in-between. And it is also the bride um, and of Christ and Christ himself. And separate and apart from us, is a thing without us. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just very complex. And I think we have to let it be complex. So there's there's a lot of definitions in the book on the body of Christ. Um, and so there's three. I'll start with number one, the community of Christ followers connected by God through his word and the saving work of Jesus, as well as the life lived suffering and rejoicing together in his spirit. That's number one. Um, I think community is important. There is a community aspect. That's why it's in this section of the book. Um, also, Christ followers. Um, you know, that is something to be said, uh, that we are united around this specific thing. Um, also, the Word of God does this, uh, does this bonding. Uh, even when we're not doing the work of it. Um, and the saving work of Christ does its work even apart from us in this mysterious body. It also, though, is living together in suffering and rejoicing that we're invited into the Spirit's work among us that's active. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. And so that's definition one. Definition two is the group of people called, quote, the church. And that's a big C church. I wish you could all see this like visually because this is, you know, complicated stuff that is easier when you have a visual and an audio for it. But when referring to the whole people, the whole of God's people across time and space who have come to saving faith in Christ Jesus. So we have this big C church um, that's invisible, the invisible church, we often call it. Um, and then the group of people commonly called the church quotes, little C church when referring to the local body of believers, often called a congregation. The interaction of those visible little C church and invisible big C church does impact our relationships. And that's really important. 
And I actually think that's something we should talk about much, much more in the body of Christ. Um, and the last thing I did put this, because I think it's important to note, is that the body of Christ is also the bread served at communion, which mysteriously connects the members of the church on earth and in heaven. Um, this, this language of the body is used so much in scripture for things that are that we're a part of and also things that like move forward without us um which i think i've said that about a thousand times now so you get the point <laughs> yes lots lots of definitions lots to unpack here uh let's talk about what brings the body of christ together hmm. yeah that i think the word is obviously really important that we need each other um there is a mm, there is a physicality to it and a non-physicality and this is where we have to hold you know i wrote a book mighty and mysterious uh, we have to hold the mystery of god alongside the revelation of god like what we know and so we can see people in front of us that show us who the body of christ is and what it is and and its purpose for us. We can read about it in his word and see those physical words that make sense to our brains. And there also is a whole lot of mystery cloaked in this. And so there will be times the body of Christ doesn't make a lot of sense to us. And I think if we can understand that in the context of mystery, that will help. So when I have an argument with someone at church and church feels really yucky and nasty, First, I think we have to be honest about that and be accountable as well as experience accountability within the body of Christ. And there's a whole lot I have to say about that in church trauma. Um, but I think if you take this as a, like a light version of this story where there's just someone being weird and we're not connecting and it's challenging for us, um, then where's the mystery of God in that? Why is this hard for me? And leaning into that concept that there's things I will understand about what this thing is, the body of Christ, and things I won't, I think is a very helpful in being able to navigate and also heal from some of those uh, smaller cuts, if you will, of brokenness in the body of Christ. What is the place of connection and community? These are terms that we've we've worked through a little bit already in the book. So what is the place of connection and community then in the body of Christ? Yeah, the connection is um, just like in our friendships and in our family relationships, really building blocks to the body of Christ. You know, we have his word and his sacraments and those unite us. But if we just, if that's what there is, and we just expect that to do everything, then we have the relationships, but we don't get the benefits, if you will, from them, I think, um, in much the same way that if I like kind of wrote, take the Lord's Supper, it still gives me forgiveness of sins. But when I am engaged in it, I'm going to have a very different experience. Um, and the same is true for the body of Christ in relationships. And so these bids for connection that we talked about in families and in friendships are just as important in the body of Christ. And I don't know why of all our relationships, we don't do this here. We just expect them to just be. And I think maybe we lean too far into the mystery of God sometimes. And we're like, well, God just does his thing in the church. 
and we don't engage in it. We don't try to create relationships or sustain relationships. We don't take accountability and find forgiveness within those relationships outside of the confession that we give um, or that we proclaim for one another and with one another on Sunday mornings or in our worship services. And so I think connection is definitely um, happening outside of us, but man, what if we engaged in it in the body of Christ? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's one thing when people are looking for a new church, like once you move and you're, you gotta, and you have, if you move to St. Louis, you have like 50 different options for what church you're going to go to. Uh, And, and if you're, if you're visiting these churches, that's something that, 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 you take into account, uh, assuming that word and sacraments are being rightly taught and administered, um, you know, having that connection, that community, feeling that when you when you attend uh, a, a congregation when, uh, and and uh, are considering being a part of of that specific small body of Christ right there, uh, that that is a, a huge thing for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the community comes off of this, like. We talked in a different episode about the concept of warmth, and I know we've gotten into this with the body of Christ before, but I think that's what you're identifying is that safety and warmth are not as separated as we would like them to be. Um, and so we we are connected, but there is something to be said for that sense of connection being cultivated in the body of Christ. Um, and, and you can walk into places and feel it. And, you know, we're not, our faith mm-hmm. isn't our feelings or anything, but our relationships are informed by our senses and by our feelings and by our thoughts and all of that good stuff. So the community similarly is also a bestowed reality of God in Jesus Christ. We are a connected community. That's what it says in the word. But I think it's interesting that God also knows exactly what we need to hear about this community in order to engage in it where we need to engage in it. And in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, it says, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. That's just a fact. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And it goes on and on and on. And it's the many parts, one body. Just, this is like reciprocal we can't say we're not a part of it. When we believe in Jesus, I don't want the church. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Um, Sometimes we wish it would. It just doesn't. This is the reality of God in Christ Jesus. However, it's also a responsibility and a place of accountability for the church to say, you belong here. We want you. And to give the bids for connection that um, uh, translate to people in order for them to hear it. Um, And sometimes I think we expect it to be a universal translation, right? Like, here you're part of the body of Christ, and we read these kind of passages to them, um, when in reality, like, God's work in the kingdom is, is, is universal and also very individualized. And so how can we reach out with bids for connection to people in and outside the body of Christ in ways that it can be heard by them to know that they belong here because Christ Jesus died rose for them. We'll talk more about belonging since you brought that up. We'll mm-hmm. talk more about that in just a moment. We'll continue our conversation on the body of Christ in the book, Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration by Deacon Asidi Gaiman. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. We are digging into finding hope from brokenness to restoration by Deaconess Heidi Gaiman and chatting with Heidi about uh, the chapter, The Body of Christ. And so since you mentioned belonging just a little bit ago, uh, let's talk about that. What is belonging in the body of Christ? Mm. I do think it has to do with that scripture about uh, suffering and rejoicing together, Um, that our messes are welcome here too, which unfortunately culturally isn't always the way our culture views the church. But also mm. I think at different places, the church has um, like succumbed, if you will, at times or different aspects of that cultural nuance. And so, you know, we occasionally want prettied up people when that isn't at all what the Bible says that the body of Christ is for, right? It's it's the sick who need the doctor, uh, not the mm-hmm. healthy. And so that suffering with one another, I think, especially when we see that present, we will see uh, much more that sense of belonging. And the rejoicing is equally as important. I want to I wanna cheer alongside you. Um, and, and being able to hold them both together, that's for another podcast episode. <laughs> but I do think that both are important. I just think that in our culture, we tend to lean away from the suffering together, um, unfortunately. And so that's why I would bring that forward as a way that our our people around us, our people within our body of Christ even can feel a greater sense of belonging there is by suffering alongside one another. Um, I also think scripture has a lot to say about encouraging and building one another up in the body. And it scripture is very clear. That's part of the work of the body. Um, and I think that building and constructing language is always so interesting. How do we build one another up um, and encourage one another? It's It sounds like, again, as I say these things every time, it's like, it sounds like so much work. <laughs> I'm tired already. <laughs> um, it's such good work. And always remembering that it's not really dependent on me. Like Christ does this. Like if I didn't do it, he's still doing it. And the body of Christ is still um, a thing. However, uh, I am invited to be part of it and I don't want to miss out on it. And also I I think there's a fullness to that work when we do engage in it fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep thinking of the passage. What is it? We weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. Like we, we are this collective body, and we we support each other, build each other up in that body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of wonderful. It is totally wonderful. And there's this little section I just want to read for you in this section in Finding Hope that says, when we avoid that work or simply fail to address it, that work of community, that work of connection, will feel the weight 
of disconnection, the lack of authenticity in the community. Sometimes brokenness leaves us sluggish or uninvested, scared to invest, frankly, which leads to fewer moments of connection. And so I think sometimes when we find ourselves in that place where we are like just tired from the whole thing and tired from our work in the body of Christ, that is an indicator to us that we need a season where we can rest in God's arms. And so I would encourage you that that is also um, what Christ invites us to do when we get sluggish, when we're scared, when that vulnerability presses in too close and it feels too painful, that you can return to his word and allow him to tend to your heart in that. Allow him to tend to your spirit and your mind and even your body to give you strength in that. I think sometimes we force ourselves to press forward without allowing that space for God to tend to us. And then it just like perpetuates this cycle of like disconnection from the church and from the body of Christ and feeling lonely and sad in it. Um, God will tend to us um, in those things. And sometimes we just need a special season when we, we get that tending. Mm-hmm. So what does... What does brokenness in the body of Christ look like? It can be, I know we've we've touched on this a little bit already, right. but right. that it's it's a very real part of of our life together yeah. in the church, whether or not we like to uh recognize it. Right. So just like friendship, uh we said in the last episode, I think it's a spectrum of like super weird to like trauma that is mm-hmm. not okay um and needs to be held accountable. Uh, And then there's a lot of stops along the way, right? And so sometimes it's just like we're different people. Like the body of Christ is best. It actually tells us that we're different people, that there's toes and noses and knees, um, even though those parts are weird. Um, We we want to embrace that vision that is God's vision of the body of Christ. And I think the the sooner we embrace that, the better. Um, You know, we... I don't know why I want to continue with this metaphor, but maybe because it's biblical. It's like we want to all be the eyeballs or the like, you know, I don't know, calf muscles of the body of Christ. Like I've decided to make peace with the fact that I'm the big toe. Like I am maybe a weird piece of the body of Christ. And that's beautiful. Also, the person next to me that is a different part is also like that's beautiful. Like let them be who they are. Um that said communication failures a lot of times or communication struggles come in and press in in the body of Christ. And I think because it's so related to our attachment with God, wow, it feels weird and messy and heavy on our system. And so being able to separate who God is in his word with the way people present themselves or our interaction with people is very important in this discussion of the body of Christ. Um, People will always fail us, and we are all full of sin. I think it's too little to say the church is full of sinners. Like, that is that's not okay. That's not a place of accountability. It is true, but it's a half-truth. You know, there's also, um, God calls us to confession and repentance and forgiveness and all of that good stuff. And so we need both those pieces. Um, there, I talk to people all day long with a fair amount of church trauma, with spiritual trauma, um, also people who have other kinds of trauma and find certain aspects of 
church or God challenging as well. And so I think we can be a, um, a healthier body of Christ, a, a closer to health version of it when we are trauma-informed when we're aware that there is a lot of hurt in this world and that brokenness leans in very closely and we should be the people in the body of Christ. I hate using the word should. I'm going to re- rephrase that. We can be the people um, who offer a place of healing and a place of growth rather than more judgment. So what hope do we have as the body of Christ? Um. I am going to read the last little bit of this chapter. At the end of each chapter, I try to sum up the hope of that um, section because I think sometimes you just need it blankly said, right? <laughs> like, like we talked a lot of, about a lot of hopeful things today, but it also uh, usually feels a little heavy. So if the if someone has the text, I would like let the reader know at the end, there's always these little bits of hope, right? And it says, this is hope. This body will be messy until Christ comes again. It is no less impacted by brokenness than you or I. Even our experience of the body of Christ will be broken until Christ comes again, but it will never stop being a place where people are connected and belong in a community. Even if our seasons of feeling disconnected and even in our seasons of feeling disconnected and disappointed. I think knowing that the church goes on without us and without whatever we do in it and whatever other people do to it um, is really hopeful. But I also think knowing that um, Christ is always connecting when I feel disconnected, that he died for this body too, not just for me as an individual, that it is broken but also redeemed by Christ is a commonality that we share and that tethers us together um, and brings us hope. You know, he is our hope. And in the body of Christ, I think we um, we have access to that more than any other relationship. This is the center of who we are together. We're a people who belong in Christ. Our hope is in Christ and what he has done for us. Uh, and, and that's our joy, too. Our joy is being part of the community and what uh, part of the body of Christ and what we get to what we get to do, what we get to be as part of that body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on body of Christ as we wrap up our time together? Uh, last thought is that, you know, the title of the book is Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration. And I so often forget to bring up that piece because that's what we're we're looking forward to, Christ's restoring the body of Christ, right, in its fullness, the, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Like, this is such awesome restoration stuff. But he also is restoring. Like, when we give attention to one another's physical, emotional, mental health, family, and individual needs, when we Uh, suffer and rejoice together, when we abide together, there is restoration work of God in that. And so that is also, I think, a huge place of hope that restoration is for eventually and also for right now. Hmm. Next week, we take a look, a deeper look at community in Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration. Um, Heidi, it is always great to chat with you. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning and, uh, And we'll talk to you next week. Yay, see you soon. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.